Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zabka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I am Brianna. And you guys, we are finally back. We are. Not that we really left. I mean, the season three is here. Yes. We're back and in more ways than one. Yeah, not only that, this is like, like the first official podcast recording in a really long time. It has been a very long time since we've done an audio episode. Yeah. Um, you know, for those that don't know, we also have a YouTube channel. We've done a lot of live streams. Uh, we did a, well, an episode on the release, about the release date and gave some um, kind of season three prediction light, I feel, on that episode that never made it to the audio podcast. So uh, at this point, I, I don't I don't see like it being necessary to put it on this feed. So just check it out on the YouTube channel. Right. And I mean, everything about it from the predictions all the way to the release date no longer matter. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, A little bit of house cleaning. Um, You know, for those that are tuning in and are newer listeners of ours, newer viewers uh, from the YouTube channel, um, you know, we at the time of this recording, we've had uh, 56 interviews with the cast and crew from Cobra Kai from the Karate Kid movies. Uh, that can be found at CobraKaiCompanion.com. Um, also, today I released on social media, maybe it was yesterday, the uh, picture of me inside Kreese's Dojo. Yes, the yeah. top secret. Top secret. Top secret. I wonder why they moved that photo. I do not know. Yeah, I mean, it's in the office now, but... Um, right. But, uh, yeah, that's... At that's the time, out. it was on the wall by the trophies. That's correct. Uh, opposite of the... Tro- yes, on the trophies, opposite of the fear does not exist in this dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I have a photo of me in front of that one, too. I, I mm-hmm. actually had a very interesting comment on Instagram. Um, who are you and are you... Oh, and how are you related to the production or, or something like that? I'm oh. like, yeah, you know, like... Uh, I'm the guy who inv- uh, who interviewed just about the entire cast. <laughs> and <laughs> like, yeah, but like, are you a fan like us? Or I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm a fan like you guys. I'm no one special or something like that. I'm, I'm not important. And that was the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was really interesting. Um, but I say that and you tear into me. Well, but you make these amazing posters. Oh, God. And, and you're the Brianna. Shut uh, up. Brianna Encyclopedia. Brianna. Shut up. <laughs> All right. What are we doing here? We're here to talk about season three, uh, season three yes, you guys. Yes, we are. Um, Not to rip into okay. each other. So We can do that anytime. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do it all the time, really. But right. this is going to be our kind of first impressions uh, with spoilers. Okay. So if you guys have not yet finished uh, season three, which why not by this point? Um, But, but, you know, I I understand the people that are kind of like taking their time to kind of just digest uh, each episode at a time. Um, I would have preferred to watch it that way, too, except for like I knew I would get spoiled like the next day. 
And when I first watched season three, I had planned to watch the first two episodes per uh, Mr. Hayden Schlossberg, um, mm-hmm. whom the Cobra guys call Schlossy, uh, or is it Old Schlossy? Old but, Schlossy. Old, old Schla- Schlossy. Um, but I couldn't stop. You said it. It's like Pringles, you know. Um, Pringles and I was with like, karate. Yes. And I was going to go maybe halfway through season three. Nope. Nope. I went all the way to episode 10. Um, I did have to stop somewhere around the five o'clock hour. I started it late. So uh, around the five o'clock hour, the baby uh, woke up, needed tending to. Uh, wife was not happy that I was up that late. Um but yeah, I, I I guess we'll you know talk about the season and nothing like in specifics. We don't have a format going on here, but we we will be uh, speaking details and spoilers. So again, that's your warning. And when we can get to them, we're going to do individual episode reviews um, per usual. And at this point, we got at least five of um, uh, five actors that have said yes that they will come back. So. Uh, Interviews are going to start picking up again. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's a great, uh, great season. So Brianna, let's kick it off with this. Well, what was your first impression um, after watching season three? I was crying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I cried at least five times. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the final scene... Um, oh, I can talk spoilers. I don't have to be vague. I had to be really vague on, yeah, on the know, last recording I did. They, um, thank you for bringing that up because that's the reason that I, I thought we should just go ahead and throw in the spoilers because a lot of people have been doing non-spoilers already. You know, YouTube, podcast, things like that. Uh, our friends over at Are You Karate Kidding Me, uh, you mentioned to me that they released an episode. I've been working a lot of hours, long hours, so I, I'm missing a lot of things. But I do know the Cobra guys also dropped an episode, so I'm definitely um, you know, excited to hear those as well as soon as we finish ours. So Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um But um at the at the end of that, that final scene, um it, and a lot of it is the the way it was shot, uh, because the song is in the air tonight, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs. It's a, an amazing cover. Um, I know that Jen had found who it's by, um, and I just completely whiffed on the name. Um, but uh, she did uh, um, sweep the leg eighty four on Twitter. Oh, that Jen. Um, okay. Yeah, that Jen. Uh, Jen K. She um, did find who the who the cover is by. If you're interested, so look her up. Um, but it, it Johnny comes around the corner when they drop the beat, and it's like the most amazing thing, you know. And then that just the the feel it coming in the air tonight and. I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. And just as that line plays, Daniel and Johnny turn toward each other and bow. And I started bawling. Mm. Um, it's like, yes, we have been waiting for this our whole life. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you, obviously. Um, I'm so surprised that we got that in this season. You know, I, I thought we would get teases. There's a lot to be said about this season. Um, I don't know if there was like a point of emphasis on character names because 
if you didn't know that Aaron Bradley Danger played Counselor Blatt, you know now because like I don't know how many times they call her Counselor Blatt or refer to her Counselor Blatt. Um, and we got a lot of her. The most, uh, we, I mean, obviously we only saw her in season one, so we definitely got a lot of her here. Uh, Yasmin, I think Moon took a bit of a backseat uh, compared mm-hmm. to season Moon two. Moon was really only in the first episode. Uh. And is that also the same episode where her and Yasmin? No, no, yeah, she was in the, she was in the, uh, the, yeah, with the science experiment. Okay, because uh, there, I, I love that little panning shot of her and Yasmin walking in the hallway. You see Dimitri in the background, admiring from afar as he does. Yes. Yeah, a bit of a, um, you know, a creative uh, blocking there, putting Gianni in the background. I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's still plenty of things that I've missed. I've only watched it twice, you know, and I say only because I know there's... How many times have you watched it? Three and a half. Okay, okay, not not too bad because I think, like, maybe last year, you know, you were already at, like, 50-something and I was at, like, three or I, I don't know. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we were also recording weeks and weeks afterwards. That's um, true. Uh, now, if you ask me how many times I've watched episode 10, specifically the last 15 <laughs> minutes of episode 10, it's in... Dozens and dozens and dozens. Same with the middle 15 minutes of episode, actually probably most of of episode two and then episode five. I've watched those multiple times too. So I, I think because I've only watched um, the, the, the season twice, the ones that I really keep like going back to is like four and five. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it's just because, you know, I love part two so much and, and um, those characters too have them return um that really sticks out um i'm trying to think uh anything else i i think another thing that they did with season three is it's not more dialogue heavy but people are finally saying things to each other you know yeah yeah um one of the one of the complaints that i that i heard and it was i actually uh, i disagreed with it heavily said there was too much filler Hmm. Um, Interesting. And I was like, "What do you What do you mean filler? There's literally not a scene, not a word that doesn't move the story forward." And then I got to thinking about it. This season, so much more than the other two, is character driven rather than plot driven. Mm-hmm. That that makes a good point. I mean, and I think you know n- neither of us spoke to Amy about this in great detail, but she said something that really stuck with me. That uh, she said episodes four and five seemed like three days ago, you know? Yeah. And it's just, that's the pacing of, of, of the season. Like, it's so meaty in its in, in its dialogue. So I really like what you said there. Um, I was happy to see everybody return. Um, do you have any other kind of thoughts before we start getting into, like, our, our thoughts of, like, the characters and some plots and stuff? Um, what, overall what impression, I will yeah. say that I'm, and since we're talking about characters, I missed Lucille. Okay. Yeah. 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 She was, so of the like OG movie cast members, um, we only got Ron Thomas. Am I missing anybody? Um, oh, oh yeah, from the um, original, from Karate Kid 1? Well, from Karate Kid 1 that has been in the previous uh, seasons. Let me, yeah, let me amend that. Uh, because we have some cameos, obviously, we'll get to. Um, Did you forget who was in the last two episodes? 
Because she was in the first movie too. I mean, are we talking about Elizabeth Shue already? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I said that we're also in the first two seasons. Or, oh, or um, oh, okay. in the previous okay. seasons. And so Ron Thomas uh, appeared in uh, season two. Two. Two, yeah. Yes. I didn't think about okay. that for a sec. But that's what I meant. But yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Shue. Um, yes, he was the only one. So let's just, you know, since we're talking about her, let, let's just go straight to that, right? They, okay. You bring it up a lot. We talk about it a lot. They avert their own tropes. Yes. Right. And they troll the living hell out of everybody in episode three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Episode three. Uh, I mean, tweet, I tweeted it out. I should remember that. And there's this talk about like this doctor that had just flown in. It's a her. We see her from behind. Looks like Allie turns around and it looks like Allie. It uh, looks like Elizabeth Shue, but it's not. Um, and I think, you know, the reasoning behind that was, you, you know, some some troll game there. But I think it was to kind of just throw people off the scent, right? You know, because people were already heavily speculating that Allie would return in season three the way 210 ended, right, with the, with the friend request. And so by doing that, we kind of forget about Allie for a sec. And then when uh, episode nine, mm-hmm. episode nine opens up and Mrs. Mills, I'm just like, wait, 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 what is going on? So I think I was a little surprised by my reaction of seeing her. I was kind of half kind of like, oh my God, they actually did it. They actually put her in season three. Not only just bring her back, but put her in season three where I was over here like, no, it's not going to happen kind of thing. But I was still surprised. So I like the the fact that they did that really early on. Um, I I did, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I did not think that the doctor was going to be Allie, even though they set it up and it's like, you know, oh, doctor from out of state works miracles and she's here and she's blonde and all this stuff. Um, I at one point remember saying something on one episode or other somewhere um, that if they brought her in as the doctor to save Miguel after all of the, you know, the deus ex machina, if they actually went that route with her, that not only would I be disappointed in them as writers, I'd be pissed mm. yeah. um, because they're so much better than that. And that's such a cheap way out. So I have that faith in them that I knew they weren't going to do that. So I, I never expected that doctor to be her. Yeah, um, I agree with that, but for, for different reasons. But I guess my criticism, if you want to call it that, is having Allie be single or that separated. I... Um, <laughs> My live tweeting, you can tell when uh, she told Johnny she was divorced. Um, Separated. Yeah, when she said ex-wife, I believe I tweeted out something along the lines of, oh, come on, you guys are better than this. You Mm. didn't have to do this. I was so scared. I was so scared. Um, I should have held on to the faith and trust that I had in them from uh, episode three, because I lost it for a little bit there. As soon as she, you know, the the X thing came out her mouth, it's like, oh my God, no, no, they did not. No, 
no. <laughs> um, my reaction to seeing the outside of the house lit up for Christmas, I did recognize it as the Mills home. Mm. Um, I did not recognize Mrs. Mills. Um, so when she walked in, I was like, who is this chick? Yeah. Same. And then um, seeing Allie sitting on the couch, I actually went, ugh. Isn't it funny, though, that I was Josh so Hill directed disappointed. That, uh, that episode, Feel the Night? Um, why is that funny? Well, just because, like, the first two seasons, he directed five and six. Oh, they changed up a lot this year. They really did. They, they, I mean, they like, completely the on <laughs> dumped the formula on its head. Well, it kind of went backwards, too, because I think um, Stacey Harmon wrote uh, episode three, and I think that's also the episode where Johnny returns into that uh, Dwight suit, you know, and he's on the job interview. Right, you right. Know? So, um, in and that was in episode one hundred and seven in the you know first season. Mm-hmm. So they kind of reverse things. You know, we got the car ride in the second episode as opposed to one hundred and nine in the first season. Right, um, and but Michael Jonathan Smith still wrote episode nine. He did, which has tended to be my favorite episode of the season. Which I'm sorry, Michael, I still love you, but. <laughs> Her being there makes this not my favorite episode. <laughs> well, I mean, he still wrote 304. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that which is fantastic. And uh, it's just her. I, I didn't care to ever see her again. I didn't need to. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I what have – I'm pretty sure – I feel like we've agreed on this, but what have we said that, like, yeah, if she makes an appearance, what were something that we wanted to happen with her? And we got it, you know. We we wanted her side of the story, of of how it actually went down. I uh, yeah, I wanted her treated with respect. I knew they would do that. They absolutely did. I really like that she and Amanda have potentially a friendship out of this. I think that would be amazing. Um, I just I love the way Amanda is with you know people that can give her dirt on her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, that was hilarious. she's very yeah she's very open arms you know about the ex girlfriend. I've got to talk to you. Um, it's high school, you know. If 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 it was somewhere, I mean, gosh, where, where did I, I'm sure that was like way before. Amanda came along, right? So, I, oh yeah, yeah there, I, Amanda no... would have been at the earliest, probably when Daniel was twenty five, twenty six. Okay, if he was thirty two when Sam was born, depending on you know how long they dated before they got married and how long they'd been married before Amanda got pregnant, right? So, yeah, he was probably in his mid twenties when he met Amanda. Possibly, uh, we'll find out, but. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I'm pretty sure I've also said that, yeah, we'll find out that maybe Daniel just jumped to conclusions, which that's exactly what Allie said. And She also said that she helped him. She egged him on, which means yeah. she had, she led him to believe yeah. that she was in love with the guy. She let him do it. Yeah. And, and then we find out about the... Man, I gotta go back and find those. I, I wonder if I even said anything about like the um, if I explained like the car crash, like how how could they explain that kind of thing too? Um, I, I think you did, yeah. And now it's the brakes were going out, which yeah, 
did Daniel oh. ever get the brakes fixed or is he still driving around in a car with bad brakes? <laughs> I'd, I'd hope he got it fixed. I, I remember now I said that maybe um, it was one of those things like they were kind of arguing and she wasn't somebody wasn't paying attention to the road. And that, that's I think that's what I said. Uh, but also another thing that I, I had hoped if she made an appearance was that she was, was going to give both of them closure. And I think they both got it. They both did. Um, Daniel was obviously over her. He got two hugs. You know, um, huh? Well, yeah, but the, the, the issue that he was having with Johnny there at the country club was not over Allie. It was over Daniel and Johnny. Yeah. Um, Johnny said that he needed that. Allie said that she needed that too. If that's what Johnny needed to move forward with his life, then I'm fine. But she did do something that I didn't want her to do. Right. Which Go ahead. was be the instrument of bringing them together. I didn't want her to do that. I did not want anyone to serve that purpose. I wanted them to grow up and figure it out themselves because now Allie is the instrument of the rivalry and the instrument of the end of it and and maybe that's poetic that way it is but it also means that her entire existence as a character revolves around these two men and either uh, screwing up their lives or fixing them and I don't like that she deserves more than that. Yeah, but I mean, if do you want her to be more of a recurring character then? I would be fine with it now. Yeah. Mm. Because what, what my concern with her was, and I, I think I made it really, really obvious. I'm like, you know, she's she's screwed these two up enough. Um, and if she comes in and if she's divorced and if they try to do the love triangle thing, she's just going to, you know, screw them up even worse. And... They didn't do any of that, and she didn't screw them up. She fixed them. Gosh, you know what? I, I I went, I mean, I've gone live like a few times on Instagram, and there was someone I spoke with, and they were saying like, oh, well, I, I hope Johnny gets with Allie. And I'm like, Allie's married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now that's even more of a possibility than, than it was before. But I don't know why, I mean... I don't think there's any possibility there. I think that they both acknowledged that they have outgrown that. Yeah. That was high school. I mean, and, and the whole talk about Carmen, too. And mm-hmm. see, I, I like this. I, I, I think I saw a tweet. Somebody was saying something like, you know, I, I, they were responding to Daniel and Kumiko and like, you know, their time together. And and then on the flip side, Johnny with Allie, you know, they're they're all adults, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and. And the both both pairings have a history, so you know. And I, I think that's the extent of it, right? Right, and there was nothing awkward between Daniel and Kumiko. No, not at all. Not at all. He was at, and you know, they were as at ease with each other as you know adults in their forties as they were when they were sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no. I mean, physical attraction between them, I'm sure there still is because that kind of thing doesn't go away. But no, like, emotional drive pushing them together at all. 
he is completely head over heels in love with his wife. And she obviously had no interest in, you know, getting with anyone as an adult. So Right. I mean, Amanda told Allie about Carmen and then, you know, the the the, the topic of Carmen came up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Johnny is really into her. And I think maybe some people would prefer, you know, Allie over Carmen because, you know, they grew up with the karate kid. Maybe um maybe there's some projection on the character of Allie as well, like, oh, you know, that's like me kind of thing. You know, like how I, sometimes I project on Daniel or even Miguel. Um and I'm just like, well, why? Because like in season three, Carmen was mostly e- emotional. Like we didn't have any fun moments like we did in in season one. You know, they're they're all very family oriented scenes. And when they're with Johnny, they're very emotional. But mm-hmm. when it's with Ali, it's like it's all happy. And maybe people prefer that more. But yeah, I just I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to the character of Carmen at all. Um <laughs> One observation I have left of Allie, and then we'll talk about someone else. Yeah, um, because we're already like 20 minutes in. Yeah, I know. We were trying to keep this one a little bit shorter uh, just because, you know, we're going to do the individual episode reviews. Uh, but each of the men that she said bye to, I felt that she gave a more um, kind of a this, this look to Daniel as if like he could have been like the one that got away, maybe. Right, right. Okay. Because she said that, you know, we were we were so young um, and the good times far outweighed the bad. Right. And I, I really think that the night they broke up was probably the only bad they had. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that one fight um, after the, the country club and then they got back together. And then I think they were happily together for the rest of the school year. And they broke up on prom, which sucks. But I think it was probably the only bad time they had. And that actually fits with the original breakup. The way it was written was it was a very amicable breakup because she was leaving for college in Europe and he wasn't going. So, um, you know, it was a a mutually decided one and not based on anything else. I'm glad that you um, kind of pointed out, too, that Allie mentions that, you know, she egged him on. She was a teenage girl, mm-hmm. and she was no different from Sam, and people are still shitting on Sam. And I love, yep. like, you know, them calling it out in the uh, the PTA meeting. Uh, shout oh, out to Josh Heald for, like, the funniest line. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, his was great. Um the the woman that that yelled out that she was whoring around yeah. with that other girl's boyfriend I could have done without that I could have done without that but I feel those were I mean I I feel that that was kind of meta you know that was literally oh, the it was very audience meta. both yeah. of those lines were yeah. very meta that would those were both directed at the fandom oh there's, absolutely because there's no way that anyone in a PTA meeting is going to shout out that anyone's daughter is a whore in front of that girl's parents right no way yeah. Um, the, you're the, you were the really you were the real bully, yeah, because they would shout that about each other because they probably went to school together. But oh my um, god, that is so. Oh my god, that is so the big three. Um, yeah, God, I love that. Uh, Kumiko, she lit up the screen as much as she did in the Credit Kid Part Two movie for me. 
She's amazing. So good. And Tamlin is amazing. She's beautiful. She's mm. so incredibly, ridiculously talented. Oh, God. And, and her reading, you know, Miyagi's letters. Uh, I'm <sighs> Find me one person that did not tear up during that scene. I don't know any. Yeah. Shout out to MJS for that one. Um, incredible episode. Uh, Sam... Mary Mauser, I thought she really, everybody brought it. I mean, Miguel's, look at me, you know. Um, oh, God, when he, he was it, crying and he chills. threw Johnny. Oh, yes. So good. But Mary, the the scene that, the, the picture, I, I didn't care. Like, I posted a picture of me on Twitter of me crying. Um, you know, if you want to find it, go find me on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Cobra Kai Pod. And, um that cry was from Sam breaking to Amanda, like they broke up, you know, Dimitri's arm. Mm-hmm. That that was that was the scene that did it to, to me. Uh, not not the Miyagi letters. Th- that that was just like happy tears in my eyes. But like the tear drop was from Mary, you know. Um, and and then, you know, I I started kind of like getting the chills again, like um, in episode. 308 I feel whenever Daniel took her on on the boat and uh, that was seven seven okay the same kind of thing you know just very emotional yeah because and and also looking on the the scene with Daniel and Sam on the boat after having read Mr. Miyagi's letters um Ever since season one, and I put this on Tumblr, and Mary Mouser actually found the post and reblogged it. Mm, interesting. Uh, which you know, and it was me talking about how I, in my head, Sam um, had called Mr. Miyagi um, OG or right. OG San yeah. or mm-hmm. you know something like that. Um, and then for him to say that he she made him feel like a tanme right which is i assume the okinawan word for grandfather right. rather than the japanese right uh, cuz um at one point daniel tells kumiko cheers and she corrects him in the okinawan way yes so there's there's some differences in dialect there i like that yeah. that's a nice touch yeah yeah i thought so um but that means that my my, you know, head canon about Sam being his granddaughter and him being her grandfather, they they wrote it in. Mm-hmm. It was real. Yeah. Um, and I just I love that. And it, it to see Ralph's face during that scene, it just ugh. He did so good. And you can imagine, you know, Daniel sitting there hearing these words that Mr. Miyagi was writing for all these years. And Daniel didn't know that side of him at all. Right? Right. Because he, you know, this is his father. This is his teacher. This is his friend. Um, he doesn't see the 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 the, the kissy kissy the romantic, romantic side, yeah. side of <laughs> kissy, him. Kissy. Uh, <laughs> no, no child ever wants to see the romantic side of their parents because it's ew, gross. Grown ups kissing, ew. Right. Um, but he just, uh, yeah, and especially when Mr. Miyagi started talking about him, 
and that he never thought he'd have a family again until he met Daniel. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, oh, God, and Daniel being his guiding light and all of this stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. Um, All right. Let's cut that because obviously we'll probably gush more about that uh, in the episode review. Uh, Chosen. We talked about this off mic. Uh, Yuji channeling a little bit of, uh, or I guess Chosen channeling a little bit of Sato there, right? A whole lot of Sato, and it oh was wonderful. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when Daniel was saying that he was going to go get, I don't know, water or something and drink. He's like, no, I'll go get it. <laughs> and there was like yeah, little oh, fight God, he was <laughs> he's so intense. The, the timing, like the comedic timing between the two, and oh, that was that was an amazing scene. Um and obviously that was that was the uh the cliffhanger, I guess, for episode three oh four was Chosen walks in and is like Danielson, you know, and then you see Chosen and it, it it ends. I'm like, What? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> right? The only thing that would have made it better is if he walked in and said, So coward, you have returned. Yeah. That would have been the only thing I think that could have made that scene any better. <laughs> yeah, because I mean how how many how many lines do you actually want to recycle from from Chosen, right? I yeah, you know, but that's uh, that that Sato's line, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, it's you know, but Chosen was he was so intense and so angry and so cranky and grumpy the whole time, and and we understand why, you know, he was he was embarrassed and shamed, you know. Oh my uh, God, but, he was faking. Well, anyway, but, but still, you know. Um, Because when he was telling Daniel that he was embarrassed and ashamed and all of this, he had a very contrite look on his face. That intensity was fake. He was messing with Daniel. I think there's a little bit of truth in that, though. Maybe. Maybe. But I I think his normal face is, is. probably something a lot closer to what we saw when he was like, well, I have a class to teach. And he looked just like a normal person standing oh, there and maybe yeah. a little bit shy. What a what a switch, right? From the, the, the nose honk to like, oh, you should have seen your face. Mm. <laughs> the face that he does. That was amazing. Oh, Daniel was so scared. And Chosen just loved every second of it. So pressing you the eight-year-old... When Chosen came on screen, he lost his shit. Oh, and, he did? Yeah, he did. And then uh, episode five started, you know, and then um, it was it was still at the the cafe or the bar. And Preston was like, oh, man, I, I was hoping they were going to fight right there. And I'm like, oh, really? You Did you like their fight in the second movie? He's like, yeah, yeah, it was so good. And so like later on in the dojo, he's like, oh, they're going to fight. So I just, I, I just, I guess I, I never really knew, like you know, if he liked the character of Chosen or anything like that. But yeah, he's, um, you know, he's he's a Miyagi Do kid. So, and I guess you know, listening to the dialogue, he picked up on like, yeah, you know, we were taught by basically, you know, the the, the lineage of Miyagi. So I, I think you know he understood all that, and so um, he thought it was really fun to see that. He laughed his ass off at the honk. Um, which I don't, I don't know if I called it so much as as much as that. I just wanted it to happen, right? But I think you were the only, you were the first person who brought it even up, even as a possibility. None of us had even thought of it. That was one of the lives, right? So yeah, that was the one I believe when um, that would have been right after the legacy trailer. As soon as we realized he was going to be in it, you started talking about it. Probably. Um, 
I'm a little bummed that uh, I mean, I mean, the, the drum was introduced. You know, it was there, but the legacy trailer also played the drums. See, and I, I just thought that maybe it was gonna kind of come back again. Um. So with chosen, I mean, I think in this episode, it it really solidifies. I'm not sure if that's the right word I'm looking for, but chosen definitely knew in how to um, block against a crane kick. Yes, because he'd been trained. He'd been trained well, to do it. We all and knew I, that. I knew that this, all along. Oh, yo, sure. Every I mean, everyone. I mean, if if you. If you just think about it, it, like it makes sense. But this is like, okay, he's got the artifacts that Sato had. Sato had these artifacts that Sato knew. So, I mean, it's just it's just even more proof, I guess, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I, there have been a lot of people who are like, oh, well, obviously he only did it wrong. You know, he did it wrong anyway because Chosen stopped him and all that. No, Chosen knew how to block it because Chosen right. knew the move. Exactly. And I always knew that from the first time I saw the movie. I knew that. Yeah, they learned from Scroll. Uh, my question, and and I, I, I probably will ask this at a Q and A at some point. Um, why did Mister Miyagi leave all of his family possessions and artifacts in Okinawa in the first place? I mean, he left when he was eighteen. Yeah, but why didn't he take them in nineteen eighty five? Well, I mean, we we don't know what the. I mean, we we know the circumstances that he left. We don't know, like how quick he left. You know, he, he might have just packed up, like, literally what he thought he can survive with and just go. You know, all those artifacts. I mean, his dad was still there. You know, maybe his right, dad right. gave to yeah, Sato in, after In Miyagi 1943, fled. I'm not questioning at all. Oh, oh, oh. I, I know when he why. Went back to, oh, okay, because Sato and him were, um, I don't know. You know, maybe uh, maybe it was left in the, the Miyagi dojo. And it's just one of those that just kind of kept it in the family kind of thing. Instead of him bringing it to the U.S., how did it keep it in the family if the one in the family was still alive in Okinawa? I don't know. I'm not. See, I just, I, 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 I think, I mean, I, yeah, and I, I, I did bring up that I'm very happy that they addressed the fact that Daniel is a white guy. Daniel is an American. Daniel is an outsider. And I'm glad that Chosen was the one to bring it up. Mm-hmm. It's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad they dealt with it. Yes. But it also kind of sticks in my craw that Mr. Miyagi did not decide who inherited the Miyagi family legacy. Sato did. Yeah. Well, Sato was not a Miyagi. <laughs> no. That should have been Mr. Miyagi's decision, no one else's. No, but I mean, as much as we love Mr. Miyagi, the the man left, you know, and maybe he shouldn't have got he should have gotten it back in 85, but maybe it was already in Sato's possession. And it's just, it's not something that came up like, oh, hey, um, now that- Do you have my entire family's history now, in your house, now by that, the way? Now that we straight, can I, can I get my scrolls back? You know, like, I got this dojo I could sure fill it up with, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's my family's history, not yours? Sure, but, you know, it, to Miyagi, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just things, you know? Like, maybe they're not as sentimental to him. You know, like like the the um, the unimportance of a belt. You know, the, something like that to him is just like, yeah, it's fine. Sato was like a brother to him, so in his mind, it's still family. Daniel in a culture not that worships their ancestors. Daniel's not related, and 
you know, maybe. No, I know that. I'm not saying that Daniel should have had them. I'm saying that Mr. Miyagi should have had them. Yeah, but I get it. But, you know, like to him, Sato is still considered family and he was probably fine with it. I just think that Miyagi, like he wouldn't care. Like I get it, you know, ancestry and, and stuff, but maybe he just didn't really care that much. Or maybe he loved Sato enough to not kill him, but say, hey, you can also keep those things. Your friendship means to me more than those, those items. Keep your your trophies. You know, he doesn't need that stuff to be looked at like, oh, the, you know, the um, you know, the family tree of Miyagi. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, there could be a number of things. Maybe they haven't, the writers have, uh, haven't thought that through. Oh, I'm sure they will have an answer by the time this hits the air, though. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that Watch Party can make a video on. Absolutely. Um, yes. But I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to say, like, I, I don't think that Miyagi thought that it's that big of a deal. Um, to Daniel, it is because he thought that Miyagi told him everything. Right, right. And uh, uh Again, we'll get into it deeper when we, you know, do the the um, actual episode on Miyagi Do. But um, oh, sp- well, speaking uh, of, we weren't so far off on that secret, were we? Uh, no, no, we were not. It's that there is a deadly form of Miyagi Do. Yes, um, that Daniel was never taught. Right, and that was because Mister Miyagi did not want him to know how to kill people. Yeah. Because so. he didn't need to do it anymore. Well, came in handy now. Oh, sure. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a little minute. In, in, in a little minute. Blah. In a little bit. Sure. Um, all right. Where, where do you want to go to now? I kind of chose like the last few. Oh, if you're going to let me pick a character? Mm-hmm. Daniel. Okay. All right. Where do you want to go? Daniel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stating the obvious, I see. Um I liked I liked Daniel a lot more this season. Oh my god! Okay, here we go. Here is my overall impression. How, how long is this going to be? Very short, <laughs> <Okay>. actually. <laughs> All right. This was absolutely one hundred percent Daniel's season, and at the end of it, he is the goddamn hero. Okay. Yeah. And I love it. I see no lies here. He is the hero of the entire season, and. That just makes me so freaking happy. Um, and now I can talk about it. I couldn't. I can't talk about it on Twitter yet because I've still got this self-imposed uh, spoiler <laughs> um, uh, uh, moratorium. But what happens at the end of the fight is something that you know. I mean, I've 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 said that you know I have. This I'm I'm drawn to the idea of these two protecting each other, mm-hmm. Johnny and Daniel, and it's just it it's it I I don't even know why it's just something I really want to see them doing. I think that they are important enough to each other that they would do it in certain circumstances. I always thought that what I needed to see was to flip the bully role and to truly redeem Johnny. He needed to protect Daniel from something. Mm -hmm. No, I needed Daniel to forgive Johnny enough to protect him. Mm -hmm. And he did. 
And when that fight started between Johnny and Kreese, as I'm watching the fight and I realize that it is not really going in Johnny's direction for a while there, um, I'm like, Daniel, where's Daniel? Where is he? Why isn't he there yet? Okay, Johnny got to the apartment first, but Daniel's got to be home by now. He's got to know what happened. Where the hell is Daniel? Um, And then as he's choking him to death, I'm like screaming at 530 in the morning. I'm just screaming Daniel over and over and over again. And then when Kreese goes flying across the mat, I'm like, Daniel! And it's him, and he saves Johnny's life, and it's just, like, the most mind-blowingly incredible thing. And I know that a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, the team-up won't last, they'll get into it, they'll split up, you know. All There is something about someone saving your life that kind of makes stupid little petty rivalries from high school really insignificant. Hmm. I think these two may get into arguments. I think they may get irritated with each other. I think that, you know, they're still going to pick at each other because that's just who they are. And that's just how they relate to each other. But they have now formed a bond that will never be broken cannot be yeah no i i was really surprised to see like how much of them together that we got um but one thing i it's super minor uh something that is like stuck with me uh and i still laugh out loud it the two times you know that that it's happened but it's when daniel walks into the dojo which we got super early on and we thought we were gonna get like in the finale uh, so, right. so, you know, tip of the hat to the, the the person who cut the trailer for, you know, um, yes, you know, for the mystery. They got that very yeah. well. That yep, that was really good. Um, but it's when he walks in and sees uh, Chris Kringle. He's like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris with the Santa hat yeah. on, yeah. Well, I mean, just because like that image with him with the Santa hat just came out recently, so like his reaction to like what the hell, like that just made me laugh so loud. Um, right, it was really funny. Um, yeah, that was funny. You know, you got Daniel with the headband uh, in in more than one scene. Um, yes. So that was really good. But yeah, I I liked Daniel a lot this this season. I I've always loved Johnny. You know, um, it's 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 you know he's he's the lead, um, and they both you know owned up to their mistakes. They they blame themselves and all that. And I just I love their relationship with everybody and. Miguel is like the MVP because like anybody he shares a scene with, like it's a fantastic scene. I got the Sam and Miggy, you know, feels from season one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, when season one came out, a lot of people were saying this. And I know that some, um, you know, longtime fans have been, no, this is not a show that I didn't think I needed. Like I've been waiting for this since, you know, the next Karate Kid or the Karate Kid 3 in some cases. And I think the thing that I didn't I didn't think I needed was more Daniel and Miguel um, to see him inside Miyagi Do, to see him like peek underneath the the tarp, you know, to to see the classic Ford, um, mm-hmm. just all of that, you know, it was 
fantastic. Like that's the one thing I didn't think, think I needed more of. Oh, uh, see, I absolutely knew that I needed more of that because we have had none of that. <laughs> sure, sure. This was That's the first fair. time Daniel and Miguel had ever spoken to each other other than Daniel saying, don't believe a word he says. Right. And and then obviously their um, interaction, if you want to call it that, in, in the tournament. So, yeah, their their encounters have not been um, the, the greatest. So, uh, right. yeah, it's just it, it was amazing. Um Second season in a row where uh, uh, a Make-A-Wish kid was was referenced, right? So we got the yes. D. Snyder there. That was yep. fun. Um, what do you think about Robbie in this season? He broke my heart. Yeah. I mean, it, very interesting to see him and Johnny fight. Did not think I would see that. Fight, fight. I know. Everything, and and I don't blame Robbie. That's that's the thing. That's what breaks my heart, right. is I don't blame Robbie. Why would he trust Johnny again? Why would he trust Daniel again? Right. Yes, they are both trying to help him, but, you know, and, and Daniel says, I will visit you every day, I promise, Robbie says, don't bother. So he calls every day and Robbie hangs up on him every day. Uh Um, Did Daniel keep calling after a few weeks? My guess is probably. My guess is that Robbie just stopped walking over to the phone. Um, uh, He never answered anybody's emails. Um, But that wasn't, I mean, yeah, he didn't respond. But like, how often does he get access uh, see, also that I don't know. Um, and then Johnny, the one time that, you know, he was all, you know, looking forward to Johnny. Had Johnny shown up, completely different situation. Had Johnny shown up for that meeting, that visitation with Robbie, Robbie doesn't run to crease. Yeah. You know, had Daniel talked Robbie into turning himself in before the police walked through the door and he doesn't go to crease because he still trusts Daniel, but Daniel didn't get time to finish the explanation. Johnny um, had Yaya right in front of him, holding his hand, begging him to stay. Right. You know, it, it just it, the horrible, horrible timing and the horrible uh, bad luck that plagues these people. Um, just all kind of fell on Robbie's head. And the only person who came to see him was the only person that he did not need to associate with, but was also the only person who treated him like he mattered. Yeah, I, I wish that, I mean, and you know, if, if this happened, we wouldn't have this drama going on right now, but Shannon could have easily, you know, explained things to um, to Robbie about Daniel. She was clearly in on it. Yeah. So, yeah, she absolutely was because she called Daniel and told him he was there. Yeah, so um, I feel that he must have given her a heads up what he was going to do uh, mm-hmm. because I think she would have reacted differently. Um, but also, Diorro Baird, like, there is the the moment, you know, uh, Johnny and Daniel show up to, to come see her. And she has that line like, well, uh, Johnny, you look. And she does like this head shake. It was very subtle, but... Enough to make me like, ooh, I like, you know, it was something about it. Um, just everybody, gosh, really 
they, they they were they've always been fantastic actors, but there was just something about the season, and I don't think this has anything to do with it. But this is the first time I saw it in four K. Oh well, congratulations! No, I did not. It's not my TV. But remember, I'm living in a dip, someone else's home. <laughs> right. <laughs> my my the, the room that I'm staying in just happens to have a four K TV, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, the, the performances, life. the performances this this year, I thought were off the charts Amazing. for everyone. Amazing. Um, Crease. At Crease. Um, Jacob. You know, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jacob Christ, was Jacob. phenomenal. Oh, my God. You could see. And I, I know that when we when we talked to him, he said he doesn't see Eli and Hawk as two different characters. He sees them as two different sides of the same person, which I guess is kind of the same thing but um you could see every time eli was battling for dominance in hawk's mind you could see it in his eyes well like when uh how he did that i have no idea like when johnny goes to them talking about his new dojo you know and, and walks off there's this you know look that that hawk does and like that's very much uh eli mm-hmm. um i was about to say oh Haha ha to those that thought it was Kyler that Hawk was beaten on. Um, I'm just as devastated that it was Brooks. Oh God! Bo Mitchell yes, is that such a boy. yeah. He's such an amazing human and 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 Brooks. Yeah, bully. But you know, Jesus, like the that was sad, man. Uh, I mean, like it, it could have been anybody, and it, w- it would have been sad. But in the trailer, I just thought it was way too obvious for it to be Kyler. Yeah, I, I agreed with that, and and I, I was like, I don't know who it is. I don't even know if it's a person. We didn't you know, think it was maybe a person. We thought it was an inanimate object. Yeah, I'm like, maybe he's beating on a mat. Maybe that blood on the knuckles is his, you know. Um, the fact that that was Brux's blood and that we are to assume that that beating was so severe, we weren't shown it. Mm-hmm. Um does not bode well, but it also makes me wonder where the hell are Brooks's parents and why did they not call the police on Sensei John Kreese for allowing that to happen to their son on his first day of karate lessons? Yeah, he told, um, who does Craig play? Do we? Craig plays Dieter. Dieter, that's right. I always forget his name. Um, yeah, that, you know, that, that moment where Chris still, you know, has Dieter, like, put down the flags. There's no point. We're going to let Hawk go at it. Mm-hmm. You know, unleash unleash the the beast, so to speak. Um, got got some good Owen in here. We got, you know, Owen's in the background in a lot of scenes. Um, got, got thrown through a freaking window. <laughs> oh, my God. I screamed. Oh my god! And, when he came flying through that window, oh I uh, that was one of many screams in episode ten. You know, it's it, it's one of those like, what can we do to take these guys up a notch? Um, mm-hmm. You know, just to add some badassery, and you know, Nate got an F bomb, huh? Nate got an F bomb. Yeah, I was about to say that they gave Nate, uh, Nate the F bomb, so I think we all lost that because I don't think Hawk had it, right? Just the mm-hmm. one. So. Um, Maybe we. I don't know if we will be able to find out, but uh, I, I heard that uh, Nate had a deleted scene, so maybe we can find out about that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he got the f bomb, gets jumped. Uh, car wash scene, hilarious. Khalil, hilarious as all hell. Oh uh, God, <laughs> yes, on Paul's car. Yes. 
Chris on Paul's car yeah. was, and I when when I saw Paul driving the car, I'm like, seriously, like every character that's ever had a line is coming back this season. Is that what we're doing? That's cool, though. Uh, you know that that it is. Yeah. It's continuity. That, yeah, it's continuity, and I tweeted this out. I was just like, man, I'm sitting here, and I feel like I am literally watching a sequel to like one of my favorite movies, and it's like they're bringing all these people back. And I wonder if this is like how some of our like listeners and viewers feel when like when we got Cholo or even when we got the the big three the very first time, you know, and is and and we're sitting here as fans of the show like, oh, my God, they really brought back Allie. You know, wow. They brought back uh, Bobby uh, two seasons in a row. Uh, hey, they brought back Counselor Blatt and gave her like all these extra lines and scenes. Mm hmm. So. She must have been really PO, uh, PO'd because um, Counselor Blatt was definitely in a mood uh, this season. She was. Yeah. She was. Um, you know, NEA guidelines are very clear that no teacher can get between two students who are fighting. You know, she's she's very. And whoever I, I, I don't remember who it is that wrote the episode, but whoever wrote the it's just like dare, but it works line. Um, which uh, I, which episode I, is this? That's why I, say, I I don't know I don't remember what episode okay. it is. I think mm. I think it's episode two. Okay. Maybe no no three. It's the three well, no, one. It's the, it's the school board meeting. Oh, uh, it's one. The first one so was it's the, the big school three. board meeting. Okay. And um, um, John and Hayden directed it. Okay, I was like, whoever wrote this particular line, and it's the Dare line, either lived through the Dare era or had children who did because uh, it is spot on that dare it doesn't work. did nothing i mean the only thing i remember about dare and this goes back to my second grade that there was a song there was a dare song dare to all keep i kids all i know drugs. is that you know junior high kids were getting high before going to dare meetings i'm like this is probably not working guys oh i don't know i mean i mean Ours was just an assembly to introduce Dare, and people wore shirts, and cops came to talk to kids about drugs. I was too. Oh young, yeah, they so. had they had Dare had meetings here. Ah, interesting. Once a month, they were okay. like club meetings. Oh. So yeah. maybe you went away by the time them. I got to that age. Oh yeah. I ineffective, right? So. <laughs> right, completely pointless. Um, speaking of returns, we got uh, Ron. President Ron came back. Shows up in the backyard to drink lemonade. Uh, hey, look, it's a free invitation to anybody to the backyard, which, by the way, another dream sequence of Tori being in the backyard. Yes. So that was very interesting. Um, that one freaked me out. Well, what freaked um, me out was when Peyton, or not Peyton, I'm sorry, Tori dunks uh, Sam's head into the pond. Right, and Sam yeah. dies. Okay. She died. Uh, <laughs> she drowned. I, I thought that she was just like, you know, like she could have been brought back. Like it, 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 they cut at a point that she wakes up. But like, you know, you lose consciousness. No, but Sam 100 percent was dreaming about herself dying. CPR, you know, you know, little mouth to mouth. You could bring her back. It's because uh -huh, Tori's going to really save her life. I mean, after that. somebody else could have shown up. But, you know, it's a dream. Oh, sequence. For God's sake, Sam was dead. That's why it freaked me out. My 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 tweet, my live tweet of that was what the fuck? So we definitely, yeah. um, I mean, we can't just get him on, but we'll invite and see if he is free. But uh, we got to talk to um, uh, Michael about that line from the season two trailer that makes it into this episode. 
where Sam tells yeah. um, Miguel, you know, everyone's got a sob Everybody story. Everybody has a sob story yeah. that doesn't give you the right to be a bully. Mm-hmm. Because, like, everyone that was rooting for Tori, like, yeah, we got her backstory. We got to see her with the sleazy uh, landlord. But she continues to, you know, like, do bad things. Um, mm-hmm. And she, her and Robbie are, like, the two uh, left of the, like, principal cast that are now with, you know, Crease and Cobra Kai. Everyone else has right. gone to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, eagle fang uh, karate um, it's not going to stay eagle, and i keep saying this and god i better be right um i don't see eagle fang lasting beyond 401 okay i really don't that's a bold prediction it's already just been established okay. uh-huh. that all of the kids hate that name like the first time dimitri hears it he's like it's, it's by the way eagle weird. fang dumb name no you know, he calls it weird, a weird yeah. name weird name um <laughs> The, the and when they when they're making their list because they're going to parent trap their senseis right just like Sam and Miguel just did to them so they're going to parent trap Johnny and Daniel into this whole thing um, and first on their list is new name so there are fifteen people including Daniel who have to agree on this name Johnny is the only one who likes it right it's not going to stay that well. I myself. I'm holding out for mongoose. I I'm I'm not saying that it's gonna be um, uh, called that, but that's that's still Johnny's group, you know. So we're gonna refer to that group as that until we get something new. Um, okay. But I, I yeah, I'm not saying that Daniel was gonna like rename that and we're gonna get a new sign or anything. No, uh, not yet anyway. But we'll see. Oh, I don't think it'll be Miyagi Do either. They got to come up with something together. They do. They um, I, that I agree with. But uh, it'll be interesting because currently it is being held at Miyagi Do. So right. Um, I think just because of that, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll still be Miyagi something. Um, I don't know. I I think that I I think I think they can also get rid of it. Um, but I don't know. That's. That's going to be a tough line to walk, right? When mm-hmm. when you talk about like the spirit of Miyagi is is all over Cobra Kai, the TV show, how do you drop Miyagi from the the, the dojo name? So that's very true. That's very true. Also, they do have or or, or will have um, a plan for sensei dispute resolution. <laughs> so these kids already know. That they're going to have to adjudicate when Johnny and Daniel get into it. Um, and they're going to have to have a plan to deal with the, the two of them when they do. Yeah. And I think that is amazing that these kids are already like, we're going to have to get between our, our senseis and put them in timeout. And here's how we do that. <laughs> so we um, a lot of us were wrong of like. How well, I, I think a lot of us were like, okay, well, Johnny got beat up probably because he was drunk and picked a fight. I think a lot of us got that right. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, I was wrong where I thought that he went back to the uh chop shop and got beat up by the same guys or you know, to fight the same guys, but definitely pushing Daniel out of the way is like, all right, shut up, let's just beat these guys up. Um, yeah, it's definitely, a yeah, thing. it's get out of my way, I'm starting a fight now, yeah. Um, I I enjoyed that scene. I'm trying to think of like some more Johnny and Daniel moments, but obviously there's not too much of them. But 
what I do. Well, there's Johnny damn near laying in his lap to talk to Amanda because he doesn't know how <laughs> car phones work. Uh, um, uh, shout out to Watch Party for that uh, screenshot earlier today. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. Um. D- Daniel got him green juice, got him Advil. Oh, hey, uh, got um, him a burrito Amanda. or whatever at the gas station. I-, I love that we got more of a like a mama bear Amanda in this season. Oh God, you yes. know, like the, the, uh, everything in the police station. You know where Daniel keeps looking like, well, wait, what? You know, like it, that's that's a flip of the script, right? Where Amanda's usually like, I can't believe you did that. Daniel's doing that now, like. No, Grease is lying. He, she would not assault him. Or wait, what? Uh, oh, the, and the look that freezes <laughs> on Amanda's face is like the funniest thing I have. As she's just like total deer in the headlights. Like, oh crap! I didn't tell him that part. Well, basically, I mean, and that goes to like all the characters. They're always like that, right? But. I'm just glad. Well, this is after she was lecturing him about what are you going to do? Go down there and punch him? Punching him is what got us in this mess. Yeah. And I'm like, Amanda, you literally just did the same thing. You literally just went down there and hit him. And then that comes back to bite her in the ass at the police station, obviously. But I, I'm not yeah. um, I'm not surprised that we got more of Amanda because I, I think we can always use more Amanda. I've, mm-hmm. I've said this as far as back as season one. You know, I, mean, I think we all agree that she's very much the voice of the audience. And um, what I liked here is they gave her more to do than just be that wife to, you know, tell her husband, like, you need to grow up. Right. It, it, she was more than that this time. She was looking out for her family. She had her emotional scenes with Sam. Um mm-hmm. So apparently Anthony is in soccer. I love that explanation. Uh, yeah. Um, somebody actually, got, I, and my apologies if you're listening, because I, I've been getting so many um, uh, messages because of you know the release of season three. But um, someone even asked me if that was the same actor. You know, it's just like, yeah. I, I've, he, yeah, I've seen that asked a couple of times. Yeah. It's like, nope, that is yeah. still Griffin. That's Griffin. And yeah, um, good, good for him. Yeah. Um, Definitely surprised that that's all we got of him. Yeah, I I would have liked to see one more scene because, you know, the big three have said that they have a plan for Anthony. Um, So just being in the one scene was was a big surprise. Um, I thought that we were going to have a lot more Anthony this season, but we're not at the LaRusso house very much. um, And and a lot. No reason to be at the dojo. Right. Um, he was there just because Amanda had just picked him up right. or was taking him, you right. know. So um, the and the, the other big scene at the house, uh, he wasn't there because he and Sam were at Lucille's. Mm-hmm. Because right. Amanda had sent them away to get them away from Crease for a while. Right. And that's, that's when Daniel came home. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And then there was the other one, but they were just talking to Sam. Oh, I just remembered something else. Uh, so thank you for being vague um, in your tweet, because uh, I, I started it late and uh, I saw a bit of your tweet, but you said you were right. She's there. You know, something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, who, who, who's she talking about? <laughs> so when it goes back to Kumiko uh, in Okinawa and she was sitting next to a woman, I go, that's got to be her, you know, and, yeah. and there it was. Uh, and I nearly cried. 
Yes. So it's another moment. Uh, different reason, but even uh, a better reason to, to have right, Yuna. Right, right. So worked they gave out better her a name. For, yeah, worked out better for Daniel. She has a name now. Um, and I, I think you're the only person who mentioned her at all. So super kudos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So for those that um, did not hear the episode, I'm assuming it was in our season three prediction with the Cobra guys. I'm going to guess that because um, that just makes sense where that might have come up. Or it was our reaction to like Daniel going to Okinawa. Um, I think it was just you and me talking about Okinawa. Okay. So basically, uh, we, we didn't know why. I think uh, Watch Party is the only one that called it that it was a business trip. Um, as, I mean, but I also don't watch a lot of other channels, to be honest. So right. I could be wrong. Um, but I, he did. He is who I heard that from. Um, I said that Daniel could possibly be going back to Okinawa for her wedding because uh, he saved her life. And so I, in my mind, that they kept in touch. But we find out that, no, they didn't. But obviously, she's going to remember him and pays him back in a uh, in a big way in uh, helping out him out with this deal with uh, Doyo- Doyona. Yeah, yeah, Doyona. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess that leads us to um, Tom Cole, uh, the jerk. But we got spoiled with the noosh returning with a uh, snake scene. I, I don't understand. Uh, well, maybe to whoever decided to release that just didn't think like showing a noosh was going to be that big of a deal. But yeah, that, that's a spoiler because the last time we saw a noosh, he left to Tom Cole. Right. Um, well, and then when Tom Cole shows up with Anoush in tow, actually, my first thought was, oh, the snake scene must be happening, you know, while Tom Cole is there. Interesting. Okay. That's what, yeah, that, that, that's where, you know, that's where I first uh, went with it. I, would, I just assumed that Tom Cole was going to be there when the snake thing happened. Maybe he was in the, you know, um, uh, conference room upstairs or something. Um, so yeah, that didn't, that didn't really spoil anything for me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I will say about that snake scene that yes, out of context, dropped in the middle of the Christmas live stream. It was cheesy. It was over the top. It was like, oh my God, what has this show become? But in context, in the episode, it's freaking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, um, I guess, you know, I'll probably bring it up again when we get to that scene, but I was just like, that's the reaction Daniel and Amanda have. You know, like, I, I feel they would have been a little bit more like, oh, my God, you know, instead of just standing there, I'm like, oh, God, we got to do something about this Kreese character. Um, I think Daniel especially was just kind of frozen. Yeah. Like, he he didn't know what to do. You know, Kreese had just, threatened him directly and you know all of the students and him personally and he's just kind of like stuck in the 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 what the hell kind of mode and then people start screaming and he looks down and there's a cobra in the middle of their showroom floor and it's like the hell uh, you know and what do you do they're upstairs what do you do Right. Um, There's a freaking Chinese cobra crawling around on your on your showroom floor. What do you do? That's that's a very good point. 
uh, random thought that just uh, popped into my head. Did you notice anything in Sam's room? Um, I believe there was, it, it was on a shelf uh, in her room. I haven't started doing my okay. like real deep dive viewings yet, so no. Th- that, that that wasn't that for me. It's just something that stuck out, but she has an owl. Oh. Yeah, so they are literally everywhere. The reason that popped in my head, I just, again, I'm in my sister-in-law's husband's office, and I just looked up, and they have a bunch of caricatures of them from, like, you know, different places they visited. And one of them, there's a, an owl drawn in their character <laughs> caricature. Super random. Bizarre. Yeah. So, you know, anybody that listens to our show and is in the group, owls are a big deal. <laughs> right. Something because Oven Temp and Rear are the true stars of the show. Just ask anyone that's a member of the group. Right, as a companion. Yes. Um, let's see. Stingray was mentioned. We find out what happened to him. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Okay. All right. We'll move on from that. Uh, I wanted way more than probation and uh, five hundred yards from children. I wanted that bastard in jail. Here's a surprise for me. Uh, no, Mr. Palmer. Nope, no Mr. Palmer. Uh, Played by Dustin Lewis there. We saw him uh, in 210, but maybe that's why we didn't see him, because they don't pay him him enough for this. Uh, That, or they may have taken him responding to Dimitri. The teacher that got thrown likely got fired, because he did try to step between two students who were fighting. Okay. So... The one that tried to do the right thing and got seriously hurt when he did it is the one that likely was fired. Interesting. Okay. So that's that's interesting. Um, Also, you called it that uh, Aisha and her family, um, they they put her in a private school. Mm Mm-hmm. And are selling the house. They're good. They're going to move. Yeah. And that's that's absolutely the most logical way. Yeah. To write her out. So the private school thing, um, you know, like that that made sense, especially when you said it. I go, okay, I, I can see that. But the fact that they added the part of them selling the house, I think that's to kind of, I don't know, I think the writing's on the wall for the character. Yeah, because it, her parents sell the house, they're moving. So they don't say um, where, it could be local. So, you know, when asked, Anybody could still say, well, in, any character has the possibility of returning. Right. But so she still could. She still could. But when the family up in moves, puts her in private school. Right. Um, but I did see in our uh, spoiler thread in our group that, you know, it, it, there was some mention of Aisha and there was definitely people who wished that she was there. And there were some like, you know what? I didn't miss her. Um and that speaks to the writing, too. Like, they were able to fill a void of, of such a beloved character. Right. And in a season that that was so, as we already mentioned, you know, densely packed, yeah. um, I did wish Aisha had been there. But I also don't really know where she'd have fit or what. I mean, because it's it's almost a foregone conclusion. She'd have gone with Johnny, but um, I don't think she would have started out the season with Crease. That wouldn't have made any sense. That wouldn't have fit her personality. That wouldn't have fit with who she was. But at the beginning of the season, Johnny didn't have a dojo. 
Right. I, I mean, so she couldn't have been in the first half of the season anyway, because it wouldn't have made any sense. Right. And if she was in the season, obviously, like her and Sam, I think, uh, would kind of patch up that that relationship. Um, because I don't know. I mean, could you see her go bad with Tori? That it, it would be really interesting. So they, you know, they weren't lying about that when they said they didn't, you know, um, she wasn't in their narrative for season three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because how how do they they do that? You know, she's still friends with Tori. She was on Tori's side in the fight um, because she's she was going after Miyagi-Do students in the fight. Um, so how do you patch it up with Sam after that? But it still doesn't fit her personality to be with Crease. So I think that where to put Aisha was probably just really difficult. Because of who she is as a character. And it also would not have made sense for at least one of those kids to have not been pulled out of that school. Yeah. Um, I was... And the rich one is the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I was just uh, thinking about like uh, Bert and uh, how, you know, the whole clearance scene. And, oh God! You know, yes, I oh I cried. The look on Owen's face, Owen's so, the look on Bert's face I was when he's for holding because I oh. I knew where it was going with Clarence. I didn't know what Crease might do with Bert, and um, I'm not satisfied with it. It still broke my heart that he's like, okay, you're you're off the team, you know. And, right. and not only that, Mitch as well. Like they they gave uh, Aiden a lot to do here too. Um, mm-hmm. I love when he's trying to put on the shirt. He's like, you know, mentions that it was like a little snug. Uh, right. Is anyone else a little snug? And it's like three sizes too small. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he could have just looked to see, looked for like a different size. You know, Johnny just probably threw him a, a small. Um, right. That was hilarious. But by the way, if you guys don't know uh, that are listening to this. Uh, those shirts are available in red, black. There's some hoodies. Um, that design is Available at the Kobukai store.com. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. We mentioned Chris, Mitch, uh, Owen. Nate had another funny line. You know, when they're kind of dueling off. Uh, I don't know if it was nine. I think it was in episode 10. Nine? Maybe episode nine. Um, where he tells Bert that uh, I wouldn't even come to your funeral if you died. That's that's. It's the end of episode nine. Okay. It's when they all get to the house right. for the party. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hate your stupid face so much. And Why? if you died, I would not even come to your funeral. Yeah, it, it they're, they're hilarious. Oh, so good. Because there's absolutely no basis for this rivalry right. whatsoever, as evidenced by how they relate to each other when they're in the same dojo and they're friends all of a sudden. If you guys haven't heard our interview with Michael Jonathan Smith, um, you know we ask about like that face off in episode two hundred nine, and he just. You know, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about how he just likes the idea of Bert thinking like he was, you know, uh, I don't know if he used the word mascot, but like he was that that little guy, you know. Then here comes Nathaniel. It's like, oh, fuck that guy, man. No, the, I'm, I'm the little guy. <laughs> or, I'm the, yeah, I'm the cute yeah. one. Uh, oh, man. Can't wait to talk to him again if we get a chance to. Um, right. But now they're completely over it and they're besties and they stand next to each other at the dojo. See, so, so people got it wrong when um you know when the trailer was talking about like alliances and stuff and people were talking about like oh uh Amanda increase go further back than we than we think like no um 
this is actually like the friends who broke apart and kind of, you know, kind of rekindling that relationship. Rekindling? Well, it's also Johnny and Daniel. Well, sure. But I mean, but the, it starts with them, but then you have the entire, um, their respective dojos as well. Uh, you mentioned it, and it, that didn't even occur to me that the, the Ginger Twins um, were the only ones that didn't patch things up. But, I mean, that they lived together. actually makes me so sad. Little Red did not get his brother back. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, that is Chris and Mitch though. got to hug again yeah. because they were best friends, and now they're back together. And Sam and Miguel standing shoulder to shoulder at the front of the class. Absolutely fantastic. Eli back up on the platform with Dimitri, and it just makes my heart sing. And here's the little guys, and they're hugging. Okay, that's awesome. And... Little Red's just standing there in the middle by himself. I and where's his big brother? I um, this is unrelated, uh, but no, that it that's a very sad moment, and maybe that's a great question for a Q and A. But with the um, ah, oh gosh, what was my thought that I had? Oh, the I, I had tweeted out a couple of weeks ago that um, I had hoped that in season three that the Miyagi-Do students would kind of show people that they can be badasses too, not pussies. Do you think that happened here in season three? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I couldn't be more happy. Um, and just so, some of the things like the, you know, that that kind of came out, whether it was like in a Q&A and how people answered things or in trailers and teasers. Um, and, you know, Watch Party talks about us. So, you know, I'm going to definitely keep pimping out his, his channel. But... Um, I think it was through him. So at some point, you know, we we're talking about like, oh, Crease is going to get his hands on Robbie and this and that. And then like I made that that um, edit of, you know, uh, Robbie wearing a gi in the dojo with Crease. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we got it in season three. That's that's pretty amazing. You know, like I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, we know so, some things. But it's just like that's how great the writing is that it, it's put, it puts these ideas into our minds. Right. And and I said from, you know, from the moment season two ended that I could see it going that direction. I didn't know the details, obviously. Um, And I was talking about, you know, Robbie being on the run and living in the homeless shelter, potentially. And here's this guy who he's never seen, who starts, you know, weaseling in and and trusting him. And I was like, maybe Crease will hide him. So I was completely wrong on the details. But the thing that terrified me the most was the thought that Robbie was going to end up under Crease's spell. And he 100% did. He did. And it makes a lot of sense. His mom is in rehab and his two quote unquote fathers, you know, he hates. Um, right. So he really has nowhere else to run to. Now, we have talked about this before off mic, but uh, would you like to tell our listeners what was my uh, season one drums for this season. And a little context here for those that don't know when uh, we reviewed episode 104, right? Is that where it happens? Where Trey and Cruz come to um, Robbie's apartment, knocks on the door. I very much heard, you know, the the hand drum. Everyone's calling it different things. Hayden calls it the hand drum. But the big three come onto the show and Hayden jokes that that was for me. Um, I, I'm i claiming something that might be a nod to us. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, Cobra with a K. Oh. 
Is that a stretch? I mean, because it's Cobra I, Kai, Johnny wants to keep the name Cobra Kai, so how do we change it? Let's just call it, spell with a K. Oh, so it ends up, yeah, KKK. Right. And yeah, you had brought that up one point, and I was like, no, we can't be KKK. Right, well, because I was talking about like a Karate Kid Companion podcast, spelled with a K. Or right, yeah. and I was like, that's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, uh, this could also be uh, what what does Daniel tell Sam? Uh, something, um, you know, when when she was talking about like casting the rod, uh, a mm-hmm. happy coincidence or something. Is what he said. Yeah, that, most likely that could be what that that is. But yeah, that was a happy accident or something it. like that. Claim it. Okay, Co- Cobra with a K. Okay, you, not you, you claim that. <laughs> um, uh, it also kind of validated um, Carrie Underwood. Oh yeah, hey, there you go. Do you think she got a screener? <laughs> no, because that was completely on accident. She right. just spelled it wrong. Right, right. Um, okay, what else do you want to talk about? I, I know we were trying to keep it short. I, I think we're like, you know, the pacing's good here. Yeah, I, I know right. you got thoughts, um, but, but what else have we not touched on? Well, a little random tidbit that just occurred to me that I want to throw out for Tori, for someone who stayed out of juvie because she was listed as her mother's caregiver and who in the first three or four episodes is working, you know, two jobs, taking care of a very ill mother who's on dialysis, is in kidney failure. Um, You know, she's not going to school, but she's working all these hours, every hour she can get, blah, blah, blah. She sure has a hell of a lot of free time to go running around stealing snakes and breaking into, um, you know, laser tag arenas and breaking into people's homes. I mean, those are just her off hours. So happy coincidence. Um, Yeah, she didn't have any off hours. So the first half of the season. I wonder if the um, the intentional... Like uh, hiding of her mom's face is like similar to um, Allie's husband, you know, uh, j- just in case they cast somebody else. Uh, I'm not sure. What do you think about that? Um, it ain't Allie. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense for, you know, the little brother takes it to the mom and all you see is him walking into the bedroom. Why would the camera follow to, you know, see a character that we potentially might never see again? But also, um, why frame it like that? Why write the scene like that? Why can Tori bring it in to her mom and her mom doesn't have to have a line? Well, because if you are a child taking dinner to your parent, there's going to be a conversation, even if it's a short one. Hmm. So send the little brother... Because if, if Tori takes it herself, then she, are you okay? Are you this? Do you need anything? You know, there's going to be some kind of verbal exchange between whichever child takes that sandwich in and mom. You, you know, what's funny is um, when she talked about her brother in the second season, I didn't get the impression that he was younger unless it was just something I completely missed and forgotten. Um, I got the impression that he was younger than her. I didn't get the impression he was that much okay. younger Maybe that's, than her. Yeah. Because hmm. he's like eight. Right. It, did he appear biracial to you? Um, not really. Okay. Well, I mean, because I guess if he was, then Tori would be two, unless they're... Unless they have different dads. Right. So, I no, I was just wondering, because he, I, I thought he looked... I'd have to watch again. Jesus. Yeah. Um... 
Because, you know. All I know is he was short and he had dark hair. Yeah, because, you know, everyone has such a hard on on like trying to figure out who Tori's related to. And I just. No one. I, I've been over it. Yeah. And uh, thank you, because I feel that was another point of emphasis. Tori Nichols, you know. Cre- oh, yeah. my God. The number of times yeah. they said Nichols this season is not even funny. And there's no way that was an accident. Oh, that yeah. was 100% intentional. This is Tori Nichols. I mean, they wrote a damn Nichols. dialogue with Crease about it on on the uh, the form. Um, yes. Also, there was one point where I think Counselor Blatt names off some last names, you know, of like um, Big Red, um, Edwin, and two other people. I'm forgetting. Caldwell was like a last name. Caldwell Johnson. That part was that was that Counselor Blatt or was that Crease? I'm. Everything's just, that's what happens when you binge. <laughs> I think that was Crease. Okay. But do you remember the, the scene that's like. I do yeah, remember yeah. the names being called out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like, okay, now who's who at that but point. But I don't remember Counselor Blatt doing it. Okay. It may be Because when she walked up to him in the hallway, she just asked what was going on and then asked him if they had somewhere to be. Yeah. She didn't name any kids at the school board meeting. No, it was definitely like, like feel it was probably crease. Um, and then in the cafeteria scene, she was just talking to Hawk and Dimitri. See this. And Sam. Not that I like want this like for realsies, but I think it would be kind of nice for us for podcasting that, um, you know, we got like one episode a week because then our minds wouldn't be like, wait, what, what episode was that in now? Just be- uh, the the podcast part of me um, will never overrule the fangirl part of me, and no, that is a horrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Like idea. Anyway, that's it the did podcast not do then. good things to the boys. Yeah, actually had the exact opposite effect. Did bad things. To oh, the boys. speaking of the boys, I'm thinking of the big three in, in particular. Um, you know, like, I, I I think the consensus is this was a, you know, fantastic season. People love it. But then, like, some of these comments out there, they're like, oh, this is going to be really hard to top. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, really? You guys don't have faith in the big three? You know, like, I am. this is a high bar, but. Well, these are going to be the same people that said that he could never top season two. They could never top the fight in the school. They did with the fight in the house. See, yeah, the, the, that they could never, they could never improve on, you know, that one or down the hallway. They absolutely did. They did one that's longer in tighter spaces, with much more movement. Not, and I need to time the thing. It's at least two minutes long. Not, not only that, where it's set. In the freaking LaRusso's exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah. We've been in that courtyard. Yeah. How they had room to maneuver that camera down that bridge with actors fighting on that bridge and then around and then come back and you've got, you've still got stunt guys uh, uh, trading in and out. Like Noah comes in for Miguel a couple of times through that whole thing. It's just, Insane. I think the editing, I mean, everything went up uh, a notch, you know, and not to say like it it was, um, you know, like anything was bad in the previous seasons, but like I think the editing was 
like really flawless. Uh, very little did I ever see like any of the other stunt people. Um, oh yeah, so much so yeah. like I, I feel a lot of the actors did a lot of their own stunts this time around. Well, the fight between Miguel and uh, Kyler, um, he uh, Miguel does or Miguel, um, the fight between Miguel and Kyler Sholo does do the backflip. Yeah, and then it cuts, um, and then that that's the that's the one where he let, wraps his leg around Kyler, and that's no, no, no. Where, there's 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 two. Oh, okay. There's one where he does a backflip to get out of Kyler's hand, and then he lands on his knees and he punches him, and it's all one shot, mm-hmm. and it is definitely Sholo because you can see his face who punches him. Okay. So that means Sholo did the backflip. Right. He goes into the spinning move. But then I'm pretty sure it's Noah that completes it. Because that's where the cut is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, um, that's some good editing there. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, e- e- exactly the same posture. And once again, I have no doubt because, you know, we've been told that in in season two, you know, that they would do all the same shots with the actors that they did with the um, stunt people with a few exceptions. Um uh, like I'm sure Ralph never jumped off the two-story um, deck down onto the beach. I'm sure that was always the stunt double doing that. Um, so there very well may exist somewhere a shot of Sholo actually doing that rap move and and landing it. It's possible. You know? it, it's possible. Um, speaking of Sholo, like he uh, posted those pictures from the D. Snyder concert. And so, mm-hmm. so when Miguel's actually taking those photos, Sholo was actually taking those photos with his own phone, it appears. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was so awesome. So you see that on his Instagram account for those that want to check that out. Um, you mentioned the uh, the jumping off, you know, in uh, the, the beach scene. Jake Cap told us, you know, the story, which still hard to believe, you know, because he's like, oh, no, that was really him. Uh, yes. But the return of Trey and Cruz. Um, the, uh, the guy who looks like Chris Brown and the, the vaguely... Was it vaguely Latin? (laughs) But my favorite sequence. Okay, obviously getting bitch slapped by Johnny was pretty funny. Um, Hilarious. But when they all started showing Daniel some respect, and then Cruz is like, "Yes, Mister Larusso, or whatever." (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not only can he, not only did he kick your ass. I mean, absolutely one hundred percent. Guess who put those two in there? Probably them. Yeah, for theft. Probably Daniel. Um, so yeah, they're, they're not gonna, they're, they're not gonna fuck with LaRusso. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they are not fucking with Ninja Boy. No. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're scared of, of Daniel. And I kind of love that because Johnny was pissed that they were scared of Daniel. And that was the last time we saw them, right? Was on the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they never explicitly said, but yeah, you're right. After that fight, Daniel probably called the cops. You know, all yeah. the stolen wallets and stuff. Yeah. Um, have we touched on everybody yet? Like, I, f- I mean. Um, we haven't done specifically Miguel, Johnny, or Crease yet. Okay, not individually anyway. Um, right. I mean, I, I said that, like, I really loved, like, all the scenes that uh, Miguel shared with everybody. I thought Sholo killed it in this scene uh, or this this season i mean uh, again back to that emotional moment that he had with um johnny you know the telling him to get out of his room and all that the um, 
Sholo uh, also made me cry, but this was just like the scene in itself. It's not necessarily something that Miguel did. I mean, the tapping of the foot, it was the moment that I was right. just so happy for him. And not only did I cheer, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I was kind of tearing up a little bit. I was just very happy for him uh, because, yeah, Miguel's a fighter. You know, uh, I, I think think it was evident in, um, I don't know, just him waking up and just a little that he was able to do. But I, 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 I think we got to give Johnny some credit, too, for helping him along the way. Yeah, um, I'm going to go out on a limb that's actually very sturdy and very stable and say if Sholo Maraduena does not get an Emmy nomination this year for Best Supporting Actor, then the Emmys are definitely rigged. Yeah, well, because I have never seen anyone deserve one as much as that child does. You know, he's amazing. And. And Billy again, you know, like all three seasons. I mean, every, oh, so God, many people yes. did so 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 good this season, but um, he had a lot of like. I mean, I love the part with uh, drunk. I mean, drunk Johnny is just like everything. Let's be honest. And right. but him at the church with uh, Pastor Bobby. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of really good ones. Oh. Speaking of OG Cobras, god damn it, that very first episode, they really have to show us, you know, the Rob Garrison. Like, I, I don't yes. know, like, um, when when else would it be appropriate, right? I mean, maybe the episode where Bobby makes an appearance? Um, no, I, I uh, think they I think they did it the right way, okay. um, addressing it, you know, right off the bat. And it happened during filming it, season three, you know? So. Yeah, it did. It did. They oh, were shit. a few weeks into season three, so. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right because it was towards the end of September, and they started filming mm-hmm. early September. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right. Oh boy. Yeah, they may have they may have still been doing some shots on episode one at the time, actually. Um, you know, pickup shots and things like that. But the little little bit of Yaya uh, Rosa uh, that that we got. Also emotional. She was amazing. Was she was amazing. Um, um, love Rose. Jesse Cove. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I man, all that nineteen, you know, sixty three, four. What year was that? They showed us. I don't remember. Yeah, well, the the first flashback, right? Because the second one was when uh, he goes to Vietnam. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, again, the misdirect. You know, I obviously, th- like many others, thought that uh, Jesse Cove was going to be playing young Crease. Uh, and I heard, um, yeah, Watch Party even said that, and I didn't know this, but Peyton List said in an interview that that he was going to play young Crease. So misdirect threw us all off. So well done there. But yeah, I saw a lot of parallels to very much of um, Back to the Future. You know, uh, the the diner in itself. Um, uh, Jesse Cove tripping Crease, you know, was very much uh, Marty tripping uh, Biff, and also when Crease finds um, d- does Jesse? I'm sure Jesse has a character name, but when Jess, I'm gonna call him Jesse. Uh, Jesse and I think it was Dave. Dave, okay. That Betsy, I think Betsy was calling him Dave. Okay, Dave and Betsy when they're outside, 
that re, you know that scene reminded me when George walks up to the car to save Lorraine from Biff. You know, yeah. So um, saw a lot of parallels there. I wonder if that's intentional. Um, you know, I the I don't know young young Crease, uh, the actor. I think his name is Barrett. Does that sound right? Nailed it. Ca- Barrett or Garrett? I, I, it definitely starts with a B. Uh, Callahan, I believe his last name. Um, fantastic as young Crease. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, but Jesse Cope, Jesus Christ, sounds just like his freaking dad. Yes, he does. You know, because when when it first came on, I go, is that Marty like doing ADR for like <laughs> for gesture <laughs> or something? I thought it was really cool. Well, yeah, yeah, no, sounds, and sounds like and I mean it, to, to you know to tie in the universe. No, not everyone's related, but um, apparently all these random minor characters have owned the banana boat. Yeah. Oh, right. So, you know, oh, yeah. Shout super, out, super glad. Shout out to uh, Daniel Machio. Uh, yeah, he was in the um, he was in the school board scene. Yeah, PTA. Yeah. Oh no no no. I'm sorry. No no. The um, the about the All Valley, right? That's the one. Oh yeah yeah the, yeah. The yeah, All Valley yeah, hearing yeah, it was the All Valley one because it was the three of them sitting together. Right. Um. So let's see. Young Crease. We can bounce off of that to say okay. that everyone who demanded to see Terry Silver in season three got their wish. You got him. He didn't. He, you he did. didn't have a ponytail, but you got him. And he was a sniveling, whiny little coward. And how how did he get on that that group? You know, because the captain. It was a captain, right? The yes, yeah, yeah. The captain. He wanted like the best of the best. You know, uh, and well, he got that increase. Uh, he got that in ponytail, I guess. But what about Twig? You know. Um, there had to be something that Terry brought to the table that no one else did. I mean, Terry is, and we know this, an incredibly smart man. Yeah. So maybe there was some logistical or planning or strategic skills that he had. Um, something would have made him valuable to the special forces. He would not have been there. Plus, he had to have made it through all the special forces qualifiers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To be one, Absolutely. Um, so that is very interesting. We did not get to hear that the squad was called like, you know, Cobra or something like that, but we did see a bunch of snakes, you know, a la Indiana right, Jones. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think he got the the cobra ta- the the cobra tattoo, the snake tattoo. I don't think that had anything to do with the unit being called the Cobras or anything like that. Right. I think that is literally to remind himself that um he murdered his superior officer. Okay. Um we don't think his backstory is done, right? Because I I don't think that's, you know, um, I don't think that's anywhere near Miyagi's. No, no. When it comes to level of tragedy, not even remotely close. Um, <laughs> we're going to, you know, write this, this backstory for him and you're going to understand him and we're going to, again, they did not say the word redeem. Please stop saying they said they were going to give Crease a redemption arc. They never said that. Um, they're just continuing. They're like, we're going to, you know, make him more human, flesh him out, explain why he is the way he is. And you give us this, you know, fantastic backstory to explain to us basically that he's a war criminal. He's definitely a murderer. Um, and I I said this, I, I've said this on every other, you know, place I've been. And I've, I've said it on Tumblr and Twitter and everything else too. Um, 
John Crease, Johnny Crease at 18 was a very sweet boy. And he was very chivalrous and he was very charming, um, charming and protective. And he was absolutely crazy about Betsy. He loved her. He was going to go serve his country. He was going to do what good he could. Then he was going to come home, get married, you know, live in the suburbs, have a white picket fence and 2.4 kids and a dog. And, you know, that was going to be his life. And that sweet, charming child died in that cage. And I mourn very deeply for that child. But from the moment he murdered his captain, Mm -hmm. everything he is and everything he has done is 100% on him. Right. I mourn for the child he was. I still do not forgive the man he is. Because not only did he murder his captain, he was absolutely going to crush Johnny's larynx with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. That was not even a chokehold. He had reached in and grabbed Johnny's freaking esophagus and was like trying to rip it out through the front of his throat. Um, so no, there's no way Johnny survives that. That's not even choking him out. That's not even going to lose consciousness. He's just going to die. Right. And then not only tries to stab Daniel in the throat, but tells him he's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, how many other people has this man murdered that he's he's going to have no problem blatantly murdering these two, one of them, right in front of an open convenience store? Well, I mean, also, the um, I think the, the cliffhanger to 310, I think, I think we're going to get more backstory, uh, especially if he is calling who we all think he's calling. Yeah. And and this is an this is actually a uh, an odd thing because the cliffhanger is not at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, right? Right. But he's holding the picture of him, ponytail, and twig when he dials the phone. Mm-hmm. I really don't know who else he could be calling. Right. It doesn't make sense for him to be calling anyone else right and I, 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 the fanfic that i wrote like the the main gist of the plot of it is that john crease wants daniel dead like he's you know hired someone to kill daniel right so um i've i've gotten some comments through the years people going that's unrealistic it's all just a karate there's no way crease wants this uh yes he does because you know what he just did he just tried to stab him in the throat yeah, with a shard of glass. <laughs> right. So if he wants Daniel dead, then who better to call on than the guy who got so much freaking pleasure from torturing Daniel in the first place? There's really nobody better to enlist unless it turns out that Terry is dead and he called Mike. Oh, Hmm. It's got to be one of them. Yeah. We will see. It's got to be. I mean, look, we are far away from season four. People, please please stop messaging us and asking us when season four is coming out. Uh, They haven't... Right, we we have no idea. They haven't started filming yet, guys. Come on. Right. Um, Okay, let's see. Did you touch enough uh, on Sam? 
Uh, say I'm my lover. Um, the PTSD is so realistic. Mary's performance of the panic attacks and the PTSD was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who had panic attacks as a teenager and did not know what they were, how terrified I got when I first started having them, she did a fantastic job of conveying that. So um, I like Sam's growth this se- this season. I really do. Um, I like seeing her take charge, trying to teach the other students because she realizes they have absolutely no recourse within the school right. to stop what's being done to them. Because as always, the school is reacting to the people fighting back and not the people causing the fighting back. Uh, so they're taking the bully's side and punishing the victims, as always happens. Um, and I think that the writing, actually, they did a fantastic job of portraying that as, you know, one of their subplots is the school system is awful at dealing with bullying. Mm-hmm. They really are. School systems everywhere in the United States oh, are absolutely. horrible with this. Absolutely. Um, um, so I liked, I really did like to see them tackle you know, the consequences and they, they really dug in and got to the meat and the heart of so many matters. They did not make it look like juvie is a vacation. No, no, not at all. I mean, um, the way Robbie was treated in there, you know, I mean, that, that happens, you know, you get picked on and I feel that like the only reason he stepped in to help that one kid initially was maybe because the kid was Latino and he still feels so much guilt for um for what he did to Miguel, you know, um at least that's that's what I think. But it, well, I mean that that's possible. I I think he just did it because he's Robbie. You think so? And okay. at that point, Robbie still cares. I mean, he's mad at Daniel, which sure. is why he hangs up on him. But he's still willing to give Johnny a shot. He still loves Sam. Yeah, um, on, on Sam, like um, I was talking to, yeah, talking, not really. It was it was a group thread, and it was only like very few comments. But um, one of my buddies, the guy who actually went with me to go uh, uh, hang out with Yuji, uh, oh look, Jesus Christ, it was like a year and a half ago now. Um, anyway, he he didn't know when season three was dropping, and and I, and I had mentioned that I I had binged it. He's like, oh, it's already out. I go, yeah, it just came out last night, and. Um, he finished it up today and messaged the group that like, uh, yeah, he, he was, he's never been a big fan, uh, a fan of Sam, like at all. And he said he actually liked her this season. And then, and then his next comment was relatable period. Um, he has PTSD. Mm-hmm. And so I think this season it touched him. Like I think, you know, he was able to relate to the character. Yeah. So I think again, yeah the, the 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 emotion that she portrayed was so real and so raw. Yeah, he um, he's a corrections officer, and so I've heard a lot of stories of things that he's mm-hmm. had to deal with. So, um, you know, I'm uh, he's talked about freezing up. So I, I think that was very real for him, and you know that that you know that goes to the writing and also Mary's performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She's amazing, Crease. Right. I mean, you, you, you talked about Chris. Did you have more? <laughs> um, uh, the park. Do you want to talk about the park? <laughs> well, hang on on the, on the subject of Chris. Um, and it's more, 
Johnny and Daniel in relation to Crease. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, after and and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself a little bit here because at one point when we were doing the prop bets and the predictions, right. uh, you had asked if the if the drum technique would be shown, and I had said yes, which I was right. Um, the and wrong then, character. <laughs> wrong character. And then I said it would be uh, Daniel, and he would do it in front of Johnny, and that Johnny would finally see just you know what daniel knows and how good he is now that happened too but with the wrong technique but once daniel had crease immobilized and up against that window and you know he pulls back into his his stance and then johnny walks around the corner daniel looks up and he's it it, he the look on his face is kind of scared but I don't think that he's scared of Johnny anymore at that point. He knows that Johnny is not coming after him. Right? right. Because he just he he just literally broke up Crease trying to kill him. So he knows that Johnny is no longer with Crease and is not going to come after him. But I think he's scared of what Johnny almost saw him do. Mm-hmm. Which, in a way, is kind of asking Johnny, without a without a single word, again, we're back to these two communicating without saying a single word to each other, right? Because it's all the look in Daniel's eyes that asks Johnny if this is okay, and Johnny nods his head. So, Daniel actually asked Johnny's permission, and Johnny gave it, yeah. and if not for Sam and Miguel... Daniel would have killed John Kreese. Um, and Johnny would have stood there and watched him. And they both would have either gone down for it or they both would have been charged with it or whatever. Um, I don't think Kreese was walking away because I think Johnny and Daniel at that moment, having just fended off attacks from him that almost killed them both. I think they think the only way to stop him is to kill him I, in that moment. I think so, too. Um, and that's terrifying that he could have pushed Daniel that far. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know how to move from that except for yes, point uh, noted. Which uh, also, I, I I thought it was cute. I, I gotta admit, like I've been more so on the side of like I don't want Allie back, but not because any reason. Like I, I don't dislike the character. I, I love Allie. Um, I've all, I've always said I've said it a number of times that I wanted her if she came on the show I wanted her to tell her side of the story of the breakup and also give these guys closure. Um, I also more so just didn't want her back because how much like all the other people wanted her back. <laughs> and, and just, okay, uh, you know just just me being petty. Um, but you mentioned the drum technique, so I I just looked it up while you were talking and. All four of us, including the Cobra guys, shout out to Mikey and Jeremy, uh, we all said yes. Do you remember who I said would be doing it too? Because it because I only just wrote yes for all four of us. I didn't say what our answers were because that was the idea. You were supposed to listen to the episode and find out. And yes, I absolutely remember who you said. You said Daniel and Okinawa in a flashback. Oh, it, hey, it happened. So I am right. There we go. Thank. And I gave you so much crap over it. Thank you. Okay, I, I do now remember the crap being given. Ah, uh, so 
So there. I told you you couldn't do that because that was cheating. It was not cheating. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so guys, we're going to get... We do need to have a follow-up episode with those two, by the way, yeah, because Jeremy when you too. go through that list, we got so many of them. Mm-hmm. It Between the four of us, we got so many of them right. Including the uh, Dimitri with a girlfriend. We all said yes. I, we all said yes, and I actually said, and I will say it's Yasmin. Yeah. What, did I say anybody different? I don't, I don't um, think so. I don't know. I should have said the same thing, especially like after... Uh, the interview with Annalisa Cochran that we're like, oh, yeah, you know, after the beach party, Dimitri probably, you know, offered to give her a ride home, which uh, Gertie Licious, you know, uh, uh, on right, wrote the she wrote, wrote the fanfic. Yeah. Uh, based off, off of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, they didn't explicitly say, but when they're sucking face in the hallway, <laughs> you know, and she writes that she likes his. Right. I I also I yeah, she likes the big dick. Um I also um almost called that final fight. Okay. Remember I said something happened during the party that sent Johnny and Daniel to the dojo. Oh, of course. I had their arrival time backwards. Right. Uh, but also I thought Daniel got there first. Yeah, and you know, we we mentioned how Chris spent so much time in the damn back that he never has the lights on the front. So yeah, we thought those two scenes were in the same episode. Mhm. Um so we got to see a beat up uh Daniel but in a different circumstance. So yeah. Right, right. It, and, and notice that when they walk out Daniel is the only one that you can tell has been fighting. He's got blood running down his face. It's all over his shirt. Yeah, Johnny got hit. He's early all cut on. up from flying through the window. Johnny got stomped on. Right. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Johnny's going to have bruises out the ass tomorrow. Daniel is uh, most well, likely going to be peeing blood for a, a while from landing on his back. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know what was worse. Uh, his back, you know, basically his spleen or kidney. I don't know what's back there, but either. Him or the guy's foot in prison with him. <laughs> that that uh, the bruise on Johnny's back would absolutely be his kidney because that's why he there was blood in his urine. Oh, okay, okay. And little, that's what I was saying about Daniel having landed on his back on that sidewalk, mm. probably bruised both of his kidneys, and he'll be peeing blood for a while too. Uh, um, you, you know, here's another a, a, a little surprise for me. Um, I can't believe. I mean, I guess that shows like how little we got of her, but Lynn. Uh, yeah, she was only in the one. Yeah, Goldilocks. Yeah. My my son thought that was funny. He's like, "Did she call him Goldilocks because he has yellow hair?" It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, he's blonde." <laughs> yes. She, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, blonde." There you go. Yes. Yeah. So he he's learning humor. <laughs> good. He found it, he good. Found it it's very a good funny. thing to learn at eight. He found it very funny. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Lynn uh, and and her begging his bean soup off of him because he didn't eat it. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. And the, are you stalking me? Yes. Yeah, he's stalking you, Lynn. That's why he's in front of you in line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, uh, Susan Gallagher did um, post a uh, a clip of me and her on Instagram Live on her Instagram account. So uh, thanks, Susan, for doing that. That was very sweet of you. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, we, uh, you know, we revealed that uh, she's my girlfriend. If if anyone didn't know that, oh. yeah. 
Well, congratulations, married man with a girlfriend. <laughs> well, she's, mar- she's a married woman. With Who's a, a married woman? Yeah. Um, you have five kids. She has two. Okay. Two. Th- yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, you got anything else? We definitely gave the uh, the listeners here an hour more than we were all kind of uh, both kind of thinking. Or I was hoping just to do like an hour. We did, but we haven't talked about Johnny yet. Not really. Okay. Um, I thought that once he saw Daniel and Allie hug, now that was set up, well, it was set up like it was going to be the end of an episode for something that we'd have to wait for a week. Uh, Yeah. But uh, is there, excuse me, is there any specifics uh, that you want to talk? We we talked about like a lot of him and Daniel, obviously, but um, somebody uh, uh, commented in my Instagram post of the um, Eagle Fang Karate and they're like, Eagles don't have fangs. So right. immediately they already it, picked up on a quote uh, from, was it, was it Mitch that said that? Okay. Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he got, he, I think he got half of Fang out and <laughs> then got a quiet, um, which Johnny had one of those thrown at him. Um, I thought that, you know, overall he had such a strong, um, plot with Miguel, you know, and um, oh, every scene we were, with them is fantastic, right? And we were, you know, uh, kind of wondering, you know, how is Johnny going to deal with, you know, Crease and all of these things um, while Daniel is gone? What's Johnny going to be doing while Daniel is gone? Well, Johnny's worried about Miguel the whole time Daniel's gone, so. Um, you know, it, 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 it made sense. It kept him away from crease. It kept him, um, you know, out of the, the situations that could have gotten sticky on his own. And it just, the performance, it was just, I mean, it was so Johnny, you know, everything about it was so Johnny, but it was still so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the trying to get Miguel out of the wheelchair with a with a porno mag. Oh uh, yeah, Preston was there for that. I was just I I was scared he was going to ask me something about it, but he didn't. <laughs> oh yeah. good, he either knows what they are or doesn't care. I'm not going to uh, answer that. <laughs> right. Um. The uh. The the doing sit ups with a keg. You know the 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 whole eagle fang thing. It's like okay, Johnny is not allowed to name anything ever again. Because that is the dumbest name in history. Right? Yeah. Um, hang on just a second. What? We're just coming down to say Amy won't let us watch season three. Why? Because she's on season, episode seven of season two. Well, then get up there and finish it. Well, let her just let her finish season two first, and then watch season three. If she's if she if she's on episode seven, you only got an hour and a half left. You're fine. So let her watch it, and then you can go watch season three, and you will find out why Crease is such an asshole. And I'll probably leave all that in because it's related. <laughs> Yes, Peter will. Well, he just told me he's going to leave it all in because it's related. Cobra Kai. There you go. No mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Take your hoe bag cat and get out of here. Yes, I will. 
Um, I thought he was coming to ask for a cigarette, so I pulled one out, and he was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, I really need to ask him why he's standing there staring at me. <laughs> well, I started closing my ears because I didn't want to hear too much about season three. Right. talking about season three. Yeah, we are. So, all right, close the door. Let me finish this recording here because it's, you know, 3.30 in the morning. Sorry for interrupting you. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I have thoughts, obviously, but... I think I've said enough because there's just so much more to talk about. Um, so much more to talk about. Uh, in our group on Twitter, it's already been shared. His uh, essay or his novel, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, to Allie. To Allie. That, that's got to be talked about, you know. So, um, again, we just kind of want to give, like, our like first impressions of season three. We're going to talk more uh, details in the individual episode reviews. Um you know, right. And I, I I, have to I, I feel like I would be doing Johnny a massive disservice if I did not point out the huge, huge, huge character growth that he made oh, this season. Absolutely. Um, from someone who believes that he's going to screw up every relationship he's in, including his you know potential friendship with Daniel, because Daniel laid into him um uh, he, about well, almost he, he killing laid, the guy at the chop he shop laid into daniel you know in in the car <laughs> yeah they they, they they laid into each other um but um you know from that from you know thinking that he needs Allie back in his life and he's going to get her and this is going to fix everything to then at the end realizing no he doesn't need Allie. he doesn't even want Allie because he loves Carmen yeah. and he said it out loud to himself he was practicing saying it to her Johnny is 100% in love for the first time since Allie and, and yeah. that's massive it, growth. it really is and also like you know they slept together in this season okay that, yes, that wasn't a dream sequence that was for realsies that's Miguel's yep. mother Okay. Uh, yeah, so, and that was her shoving him against the wall hard enough to knock the TV down. Yeah, exactly, which, you know, is is a new thing now. But Yeah, Johnny just loses his TV every and year. And that's why like I think that's very unfair to the character of Carmen for people to be like, "Oh, he should be with Allie." Well, so what? We're just going to forget that he slept with Carmen and now we're just going to treat her like shit, you know? Like, no, that's Miguel's mom and this is who he loves. Right now. Yeah. So, and he does. Yeah. He is in love with her. Right. So Allie was a closure thing. Um, yes. So, you know, if you guys want to ship those two, I just don't want to see it. You know, I mean, it, not not like it on the show, but like I, I hate people coming to me and it's like, oh, well, he should be with Allie. Like, save that shit for yourself. I, I'm not here for that um, because, you know, again, like I, I love the character of Carmen um, and like what what would that do to his relationship with Miguel if he blows Carmen off to be with Allie? Uh, yeah. He already knows it, of it, the it, it would never happen. Yeah. It would never happen anyway. But I mean, that gives a very interesting, um, you know, subplot for them to, and one that I'm looking forward to seeing because they're so realistic and everything else, the way they portray Daniel and Amanda's marriage as not always perfect and something that takes effort from both of them. Well, this is going to be a very tricky relationship for Johnny and Carmen to forge. Now, he was not able to tell her he loves her, you know, that night, December 19th, because of what had happened to Miguel. Mm-hmm. But December 20th or Christmas Day. At, at some point in the very near future, those words are going to come out of his mouth directed at her. 
you know, I love you, I'm in love with you, something like that. But they've got issues to deal with. The first one being Miguel. Yeah. Um, and they're going to run into the same obstacles that any new relationship runs into, too. It's not going to be perfect. Right. Um, they may break up again. They've already broken up once. They may break up again. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, since season three has released, we are revealing spoilers. Cast members are sharing things that they've been holding on to for a really long time. Is there anything from our visit that we have held back on our own that you might want to mention? There's a picture of us at the dojo. Okay. That's it. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we held it back. We held it back on our own. We decided to keep that one out because of the paint color change. Nothing was really visible, and I actually edited the um, American flag out of it. Yeah, uh, because that wasn't hanging there in Johnny's dojo. Right. Um, so we we edited that and held it back our on our own. And then when Amy asked if she could post it. After the trailer, Hayden asked her to hang on to it a little bit longer. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I don't know what is in that picture. <laughs> um, that. So that one hasn't, that one's not out there yet. I, I may know the answers to that. I, I'd rather say that off mic. Um, okay. I recall seeing the gurney. Yes. Miguel's gurney. Um. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember seeing the gurney. Um, what about a rehearsed fight sequence? What about a rehearsed? When when uh, we went to go meet <gasps> Janelle and Hiro, yeah, Hiro. Uh we walked in on. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That was Daniel and Crease. Yeah, we walked in on the stunt doubles for Daniel and Crease. So we had. Oh, yeah. it was that fight. Uh huh. I'm surprised oh that God. you just now it, it just occurred to you because because uh, we talked about it like well yeah it's... like that that's that's Crease's stunt double and 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 that's that's the 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 um the the guy that that doubles Daniel most of the time right. and it's like oh hi um wow I thought I thought we had that talk that we thought that they would end up fighting in season three. Well, yeah, but just, I mean, at the time, God, Peter, that was a year and a half ago. Um, I don't remember every little talk we had walking down the hallway or, you know, walking out to to get in the car to go back to the studio. I don't remember. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We did see the bar. Um, From afar. Yep. It was off in another room. We weren't taken to it. Um. I, there was one thing I don't know if we want to mention it or not, but there was, but I'll give you hints so you can decide whether we can mention it or yeah. not. There was something sitting against the wall across from the dojo that you and I both asked Hayden about, and he kept walking. That was not in this season anywhere. I was looking for um, it. I, I remember that happening. I don't remember what it was. So we'll just leave it at that if it wasn't in the season. Okay. Because um, it may come back. Maybe they'll use it next year. Could be. 
this was not part of our visit, but I saw. Um, no, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you. All, I'll, I'll tell you offline. I'm not going to share that one. Okay, I think that's it. I do remember. I do remember saying that they only had one day to mow Mr. Miyagi's grass. I must have been walking um, around at that point. Um, yeah, but they didn't because the yard is all overgrown in that first scene, and that's the thing that really, really gets me. When, okay, that was episode one. So that potentially was filmed like the first day of filming, which was Tuesday. And we were there on Friday. Yeah, It's like, um, we were right there. We were. And we were just right there. We were. Uh, <laughs> and it just kind of blows my mind. You know, I, I'm now I'm thinking about it and we didn't get a lot of interior shots of uh, Miyagi, uh, Miyagi Del either. No. Yeah. Um, no, we got a few. Yeah. I mean, you got your video. And... Well, no, 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 no. I'm seeing in season three. Most oh. of it was in the backyard. Oh, yeah. No, they 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 weren't they weren't inside very yeah. much. They weren't there very much. I mean, Sam's um, but when they there. most of it was training outside, yeah. you know. Oh, it was nice to see the um, the Miyaki Do students wearing the patch on the on their gi. Yes. So that was yes. awesome. Uh, I, I think I think we we said all we want to say on on a first impression with some spoiler details, so you guys have an idea of some things that we'll talk about once we start breaking down some of these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I'd imagine you'll probably bring some of those uh, Easter eggs that you catch and all that. I do. I do. Oh yeah, love, I've already caught. I've already caught a bunch. Yeah, the you so. know shouts to you for the um for the what is it called? Not the totem, but the idol. Um. Oh, the, the shrine. shrine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we like it lingers. There's a lingering shot on it. I thought it was just going to be like what we saw in the stills that was previously released. I go, really? How is anybody other than Brianna was, was supposed to get that? But no, they they show it um, as Daniel yeah. was walking into uh, Chosen's um, dojo. Okay, all right, yeah. Brianna. So uh, you have some guest appearances. Do you want to pimp those out? Um, I appeared on uh, the Nerdcast. On YouTube uh, with uh, King Rimdog is his uh, Twitter handle, um, Critic Nation. Um, And that's already been released. And then uh, coming Monday, I was um, recorded today an episode of Podflix and Chill. And that's going to, like I said, be released Monday. Um, And coming up next weekend, I will be going back on the Unpopular Culture podcast. Um, That's with the... um, Is it Mike or something? He's he's a... a um, Psychiatrist. He's a a, a psychologist, psychologist. but there's... I I just completely forgot the the name for what he is, but... um, Forensic. Ah, forensic. forensic. He's a forensic yeah, there psychologist. Yeah. There it is. Um, he, that that okay. So that would be the show with the forensic psychologist where uh, we talked and you know went into some of the psychological ramifications and things like that of the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, and you know now I'll be going back to talk about season three. So we'll be talking about you know Daniel owning up to his fear, saying that he still lives with it, uh, reaching out to Sam, you know, uh, explaining that he basically uh, you know uh, owning up to his PTSD to his daughter because she has it too 
um, you know, and we'll be talking about things like that. Yeah. So um, I'll be recording that next weekend. That should drop sometime next week. Awesome. I'm excited for it. I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, like you've revealed on one, <laughs> one of our streams on Instagram that you're uh, one, of, one of my biggest fans. That was, I'm your biggest that was fan. Hilarious. I love that. Um, well, uh, it's uh, it's been discussed, but uh, no date has been set yet. But uh, Cobra Kai Theory has invited me back on uh, to talk about some season three stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you guys haven't yet already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, that's where we're going to be you know, posting more things and interviews and stuff like that and subscribe to uh, the podcast. Uh, Cobra Kai Companion again is, uh, or CobraKaiCompanion.com is the website. Uh, and just check the show notes. We got a lot of uh, things in there uh, for you guys to, uh, to check out. The merch store. We got a phone number where you can drop a voicemail, 424-COBRA-84. Um, again, shout out to Amy for securing that number for us. So uh, you got anything else? I do not. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys probably already follow us on social media. So, uh, but Cobra Kai Pod on Twitter, Cobra Kai Podcast on Instagram, Rihanna Twenty Five on everything, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That that covers so, it. So, thank you so much for checking out this episode. We look forward to uh, diving into season three and bring you guys some that uh, that old classic Cobra Kai companion goodness. So, until then, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.